I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL Finals Week 1 all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, have you got a highlight of the week past? Yeah, we had F1 on the weekend. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, the weekend was Monza, which is the Italian Grand Prix. It sounds um, boganish, though, doesn't it? Monza! Monza. Yeah, yeah, right, the Monza! <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of the... It is... It's the Italian Bogans, uh, the Tifosi. <laughs> it's written on your chair, I've just noticed. Yeah, um, racing chair. Mon- the, yeah, but, um, <laughs> Sorry, anyway. You know, there's a fair bit of overlap with uh, Bogans and uh, wannabe Ferrari drivers and everything. So it's a famous circuit because it's very straight, very, very fast. It's the fastest circuit um, on the calendar. Right. Um, and the, the fun part is that uh, Mercedes is actually coming back to the pack now. They've been the dominant car for a few years, and now Ferrari have actually started to come good. And uh, so have Red Bull and Renault are starting to catch up in the last couple of races. Which is great for Aussie Danny Rick, but uh, in this one we saw some things that just uh, were real highlights. Um, the first yep. being uh, Max Verstappen fucked up everything and um, decided to have to start at the back of the grid. So that was a good start because <laughs> um, fuck him. And uh, another part was um, Sebastian Vettel decided to just lose his fucking mind. Really, uh, he was running, uh, I think, third or fourth, uh, and then. For no reason whatsoever, Span um, on a chicane, which normally these drivers take blindfolded, missed a wall, uh, and then decided to rejoin the track and hit another car that then spun off, that then rejoined the track and hit another car. Nice. So it was a, a whole fucking train wreck of sort of things, and he ended up getting a stop-go penalty and all that sort of stuff, which ruined his race, and he had nothing to go with. But uh, the other fun thing was... Lewis Hamilton, who, while a fantastic driver, can be a bit of a, a whiny knob in the car. I mean, you know, he's complaining all the damn time, and then when he wins, the uh, the race engineer's like, yeah, I told you so. And he's like, who's the Ferrari young lad, 21 years old? And couldn't do it. Had uh, fresher tyres, had uh, the position on him, just couldn't get it done. And uh, then he swapped over with his teammate. His teammate couldn't get it done. So the clerk became the first one in, I think, uh, about 15 years to yeah. win Monza for Ferrari. And, uh, he, yeah, he's not paying for a drink I was going to say, must, Italy. Be, must have been pretty enough. popular. Yeah, yeah, it's fair to say. Um, I mean, he's French, um, which yeah. is as close to Italian as the Italians I, have right I, now. I was going to say, I don't think they mind too much. No. The car's Italian. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. uh, The funny thing is, Alfa Romeo was on the grid as well, but no one gave a shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brenton, you got a highlight of the week? Well, mine were kind of F1 related as well, like going to Monza... The funniest part for me was qualifying in Q3, the last session of qualifying. They all basically have one flying lap. 
but in right. Monza, because it's so straight, you would want to be the person that's giving else a slipstream, so yeah. no one wants to come out. They normally have toes, so you'll have teammates. One teammate will go ahead to sort of yeah. absorb the air, and the guy behind gets a bit of a toe. Yeah, and so they've played the game where they come out for the last flying lap at the last possible minute, but no one wants to be first. And so Renault have decided they've they've got this. Uh, they do a, a lap at the start of the session, but that's not going to be your final lap because yep. the track warms up and shit. And so Renault were fourth and fifth at that time. So they sent one of the drivers out first, which made everyone else come out. They intentionally made him make a mistake. So he right. backed the old whole pack up. And then no one got to do a flying lap except for <laughs> one car. One car got to do a proper qualifying lap. Still didn't improve his time. Yeah, they're all walking pace throughout the whole thing. And they had like two minutes to a lap, which normally takes about one minute 40. Uh, they all fell short. And the funny part is they started to realise we've got to get a move on. But yep. then the guys at the front, uh, I think Leclerc was at the front, and he's like, I can't improve my position. Fuck it, you go yeah. around me. <laughs> I think it was yeah, Sainz and, and Hulkenberg were just like, we ain't moving. Like, yeah, Hulkenberg's like, I'm moving. fifth, bitch. I'm yeah. loving this. Do, do they get penalties or anything like that for holding uh, up? They can if they're on a flying lap. But they weren't on a flying lap. Um, but they do need to do a certain speed even on their cooldown laps between safety car lines but apparently they were underneath it so it's a bit like in footy when you've given away a free kick and you point at the bloke like him yeah that exactly. one is that who you want me to give the ball to yep. Yep. the only bloke within 50 meters yeah yeah, yeah. and the yeah. other exciting thing about uh for one is i got into a rabbit hole of watching lando norris and max verstappen play i racing basically their highlights <laughs> right and so after the race the last week in, in spa they raced for six hours afterwards they actually raced Formula One. Right. So they just went online, got their own little setups, and they live streamed on Twitch. But, <laughs> and, and but, little setups. They're not oh, fucking yeah, little yeah. setups. Yeah. It, it's massive. pretty much an F1 simulator that and they're like, driving in. And like, they are fucking hilarious because they just take the piss out of each other and like, the other driving F1 grid. Um, so I sat there watching them basically take the piss out of each other and, and Lando replaying uh, Max Verstappen fan songs to him while he's trying to race. <laughs> <laughs> so I had this fucking song that goes, Max, 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 Super, Max, 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 just stuck in my head for fucking ages. <laughs> but if you see the highlight, check it out. It's actually pretty funny. See, I reckon they should have a driver's channel where they can just sledge each other. Well, yeah, that's basically this, yeah. And like this new generation of drivers is fucking amazing. They're incredibly talented, but they've got obviously the outreach through uh, iRacing on, on Twitch, which has been incredible to watch. Yeah. Um, my highlight of the week was uh, actually last night. I, about 3.30 in the morning, I woke up with a bit of a coughing fit. I just couldn't get something out of my throat. But anyway, um, I thought, oh, well, that's woken me up. I may as well check the cricket scores. And uh, nine for uh, England were down for. I thought, oh, Jesus Christ, this is close. I might get up and actually watch it. And then the 10th one fell as I was watching the the ball-by-ball ball replays. Uh, sorry, yeah. not replays. The ball-by-ball ball updates on the phone. I thought, oh, well, I was there for it <laughs> when the 10th fell. Um, and then I watched all the wickets fall on Twitter, um, thanks to nine wide world yeah. sports. It is funny. One of the um, ex-English bowlers, I think Harmison it was, yep. came out and said, oh, it's no one has ever liked Smith again. Like uh, it's always tainted. Like, yeah, he's fucking belting the shit out of the ball, though. <laughs> we say you're averaging 140. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, you can argue. Yeah, he he made the wrong call as a captain, and fuck yeah, deserved to be suspended. Yeah, but none of nothing he ever did tried to get an extra run. And Harmison was one of those players who was using the lollies on the ball. So ah, uh, he was in the team when that happened. Yeah, definitely, and he's a fast bowler. So. He's uh, no, he's fucking doing it. Um, he was the one that uh, the first ball in the Ashes in Australia. He bowled it and ended up in Freddie Flintoff's lap at third slip. Yeah, yeah. So, look, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that uh, I have any more um, knowledge or uh, capability to pass judgment than yeah, yeah, yeah. An English player, but no, no, he's a dickhead. 
Well, uh, the reason I bring that up is that's what he'll be remembered for. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, somehow I think Smith is going to be remembered for scoring about 300 more runs more than the next bloke. Yeah. Do you reckon he'll enjoy his second, his second captaincy? <laughs> well, Payne was looking but, fucking vulnerable for a bit there. Yeah, but... But putting Labuschagne on turned out to be a masterstroke. Yeah. Um, but do you just go, you know what, he's scoring too many runs, maybe yeah. without the captaincy yeah. that suits him? Maybe don't fuck it up. He, don't know. he wasn't doing bad with the captaincy either. Though. Yeah, true, but he's, he's had a fair old series. See, the funny thing he'd... Would, to me, would be if he went, uh, you know, front of the ACB and said, they're like, oh, you know, you can be captain again if you want. And he's like, well, all right, I guess I'm ready for it. And then Warner pops up, how about me? And they're like, you can no, fuck off. I think <laughs> oh, Warner might be in a bit of spot uh, trouble. I I don't know if he should be lining up for the fifth test. No. He had one good innings in the first test, I think. Yeah, it could have been. I think it was 80-odd. Yeah, it might have been up. the second innings of the first test, but uh, yeah, it, it was early on anyway. Yeah. And yeah. it hasn't really uh, shaken the books too much since. No, we've got a pair in this one, so. Yeah, but Labuschagne, he's been a brilliant... Uh, Fine in the summer. I mean, mind you, I, mean, I wouldn't recognise a bloke walking down the street, I don't think, but uh, <laughs> I know the name now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Manus, the Queenslander he so. is. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was exciting for the cricket, and it uh, you know, gave me a reason to stay up for another half hour at three o'clock in the morning. I did like how they asked Tim Payne, they're like, you know, how are you feeling about this? And he's like, well, you know, we haven't uh, won the Ashes. We've just retained it. So we're looking forward to the fifth test and winning it. Yeah, you've got like, to say that in front of the cameras. And they're like, so, you know, what are you going to be doing in the meantime? He's like, oh, we're having a big one tonight. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fucking massive, mate. And they uh, they certainly did. They uh, interrupted uh, old Chompers when he's doing oh, his li- live cross, <laughs> um, which is good viewing if you get a chance to, to have a look at it. Nah. Flat out sprint to him. <laughs> yeah, they're loving it. No, uh, fuck it. You've got to enjoy yourself, don't you? Exactly. Especially over there. Like, it's so rare that an Australian team carries a series or even draws one uh, internationally. Well, I was saying before, you know, uh, Tim Payne, the accidental captain, as they, they're calling him, um, has now retained the Ashes on English soil, which is something that Michael Clark never did. Steve Smith never did. Steve Waugh was the last one, I think. I don't know if Steve Waugh did. Um, it was either Mark Taylor or Steve Waugh, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's not a bad old effort. Well, I mean, Steve Waugh is probably the best captain of my era, I guess. Oh, I don't know. We, we, or Ricky Ponting would be up there. But it's a little bit spoiled. I mean, you're going through the eras where you had Langer and Hayden belting the piss out of everyone, and then McGrawney and McGrath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really not fair. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I could probably I could have captained them, yeah. Warney, can you bowl? Yep, all right. <laughs> Warney, Glenn, each end. Yep. <laughs> Where you want your fielders? All right, yep, yeah. no worries. Langer, hate us, fucking smash it. Job done. <laughs> Are we going to declare it 650 or 7? All right, yeah. yeah. All right, anyway, we'll get into a bit of the footy, seeing as we've got finals. Um, I think my tips were 50-50 this weekend. They didn't go that great. Um, And I think it actually might not have even been that. But uh, started off on Thursday night with the Eagles doing a number on Essendon. Um, They just looked too good all over the ground. It was a flattering scoreline for Essendon, to be honest. Q was well and truly in the rack. It was shit ass. Yeah. And the Eagles are just tuning up. Yep. Um, But we thought this would happen too. We thought Essendon were kind of lucky to get that last spot. And it was pretty much shown uh, that's where they are I mean the first five minutes and we said on the podcast last week if Essendon get out to a quick lead they're a chance mm. and as soon as uh, Eagles win at a quarter time with a uh, a lead you know nah game's over and just the way that it was played as well was just you're just waiting for um, West Coast to just really tune in yeah. and, and start yeah. you know hitting targets and they just cleaned up so easily uh, with going forward in the yeah. contest there wasn't really a whole lot of winners of the ground for us not much structure going forward yeah um, big knit that looked like he had to miss a step yep that chase down of Saad oh, Jesus Christ um, I've never seen him run faster 
Oh, the choke slam was pretty decent too. Yeah, it was great. Ooh, that's very interesting that one too, because old Zachy Merritt's put on a uh, dreadlock and um, no, I'm, I play dumb games, win dumb prizes. That but, uh, there were comments saying you know it was a thug move or whatever. No, no, that's just what happens when a bantam weight tries to piss off a heavyweight. <laughs> uh, stay in your weight zone. The thing is, if you pull someone here, that's a fight. That's the start of a fight. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I mean it's, it's dumb as fuck. You yeah. you, you don't grab someone's hair for a start. Face. Like, and much less someone with dreadlocks, and much less someone who's bloody f- a foot taller than him. Six eight, yeah. I mean, they're already and, whooping your ass. Yeah, and he is a massive unit. Like uh, Nick Nat, he has long legs, but he has massive fucking oh, guns. It, he's a professional athlete, and he's six foot eight. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm. I think I'm in the minority though. I still reckon he should have got a game for it. Because yeah, fair enough, you got your hair pulled. Um, but as any baby boomer will tell you, oh, that's your fault for having long hair. Um, but uh, really, you can't be yeah, throwing this- people into fences this is not the most controversial non-suspension of the week no no we will get to that i Um, think by that same token he has to get reported for pulling hair yeah he did i think he he got a fine no he got a fine the afl loves a good fine yeah yeah but um and nick did come out and say he'd do it again and i thought i don't know if that's the right way champ you know turn the other cheek and all that well i guess coming into finals you kind of got to say that don't you otherwise they're gonna just do it every week well i mean uh, ben stratton got a week for pinching yeah, but he's a cunt. <laughs> for pinching and stomping. No, he got a week each yeah. for pinching and stomping, but he got a week for pinching, um, which is p- apparently worse than throwing a bloke into the what fence. What did he pinch, exactly? The, Everything. The back of his arm. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, Tricep. Might, might have stole someone's car or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not Ben Cousins pinching. <laughs> Pinched the tank. But anyway. Um, there was... Uh, and I think Nick Nat also was so dominant in the ruck. Uh, Gumble... Uh, yeah, Bell Chambers, sorry, not Gumbleton. Bell Chambers. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Um, he Obviously, he's had his own injury worries in the last couple of months, but, geez, he was made to look second rate. Because he is. I, th- I thought he'd been very good before he got injured. He's been decent, but, um, like, if you th- if you talk about who are the best ruckmen in the AFL, I don't think he cracks top ten. Oh, yeah. Uh, I couldn't name ten ruckmen in the AFL, <laughs> to be honest. Sean Grigg. He's in there, Sean <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think anybody was really that surprised um, by the result. No, I mean, you're already sort of hoping it was going to be, well, I was hoping it was going to be a real hard-fought contest and they both wipe each other out, basically. <laughs> I, mean, no, I mean, no one injuries, but I want, you know, concerns. Yeah. You just want uh, them to absolutely slog it I, out I so they're I want to be, you know, you know, a test for availability next week. I was I was kind of shocked Heppel got 30 touches. I didn't see him really? with the ball that much. Yeah, yeah. Like, watching the game, I didn't think he had that much impact. Somebody had to. Yeah, it's well, one of those. You still might not have that much impact, but just, yeah, I know sometimes the ball just falls in your lap and you yeah. do fuck all with it. Yeah, on the other hand, Dylan Shield, I thought, uh, had 15 contested, which is the game high, but they needed that. Like, it, there was no easy ball for him to get. Yeah. He's normally best when he's out on his own. Yeah, and again, though, I mean, his disposal is what usually gets him in trouble, but a lot of the times he's looking up and everything was covered. Yeah. You know, it's hard to kick to a free target when there are no free targets. And also, they, they tend to like letting Saad run off and do the, the Bashahooli, yeah. Johansson sort of style. Yeah, uh, breaking lines. They can yeah. really use the Bashahooli. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't have the, the depth of kick. No, not as much. And even the one where he did uh, start to get on his bike, where Nick Nat ran him down, he still got his kick away. But you can see the kick only went 35 metres. Yeah. And it landed in the lap of an eagle. If it went forty meters, it would have hit landed in the lap of another eagle. If it went fifty meters, it would have landed in the lap of another eagle. Mm. So you know there wasn't much for him uh, up ahead either. They, they were just beaten. You know, well, it was just I think they were beaten in the coach's box more than anything else. I 
Like that structure there, when you've got uh, no options, that's sticking to a very good structure. Yeah, they were, but I mean, it's easy to stick to a structure when you've got the better players too. Mm. Well, I mean, that does help. Um, You know, and I think what it is, and have six inclusions going to this one, so they're rolling the dice. Yeah, but again, that's the coach's call or the match committee's call. But yeah, they've backed the coach for another season as well. Up here, they have finally (laughs) suckers in there. Now, isn't this interesting? Because um, there's been a lot of speculation over the last couple of weeks, and there's been a few media saying there is speculation. And then on, I think it was on Sunday, um, where the CEO actually came out and said, no, he is definitely coaching. And then all the Essendon supporters are going, see, they're all wrong. I'm like, no, no, no. If they're wrong, he would have said that two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They were still speculating. No, I think they just wanted to see if there's anything better out there. And there really isn't at the moment. Maybe not. Maybe not. If you do get rid of worse old, who you get in? Like uh, Scott, Richardson, and uh, uh, Ross the Boss. You test the market. You know, you you look out there. um, uh, You know, Bangers Harvey is still running around. Um, I'll tell you who everyone's forgotten about is Mark Williams. He's coaching Williamstown in the VFL. Werribee in the VFL. Um, who I reckon got he left the system far too early. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was his choice though. Right? He just didn't want to. No, could be fucked him anymore. Want a flag? Not really. Um, I listened to his sacked podcast, um, which yeah. is really really good. But at GWS, they basically wanted to pay him a you know, hundred thousand dollars to coach, and he's like, <laughs> guys, really. Um, and then at Richmond, he kind of got squeezed out as an assistant because of the um, soft cap uh, right, and that kind yep. of stuff. But um, you know, he wanted to be a head coach as well. So mm. if you can't be a head coach at the top level, it'd be a head coach at the next one down. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I took out of it. But uh, anyway, hmm. um, that's the end of Essendon. Uh, it's a point that somebody did uh, make on Reddit was that nobody has celebrated an Essendon finals victory on Facebook or Twitter, right? Because their Ever. last, wow. yeah, yeah, because their last finals victory was before those. Uh, Platforms existed. Uh, 2004, I enjoyed that. 2005. Something like that. Let's yeah. keep that up. <laughs> it was lovely. All right, on to Friday night, uh, Collingwood and Geelong. Um, one of the more talked about games from the weekend. Um, what a fascinating game it was too. Uh, not high scoring, but uh, geez, there was a lot of um, uh, angles um, to cover in this one. Yeah. So I don't mind the not high scoring games and the finals in particular. If it's a grunt and a grind, I'm okay with it. If it's a good um, contest, that's all you want, really. Yeah, I mean... You know, it was it was great to see that they played this down at GMHBA. Um, <laughs> Collingwood did it on the banner as well. Oh, what they they played at the G? Really? Oh, I didn't fucking hear about it. <laughs> uh, but it, I did see too. Eddie uh, got up and complained about his players wearing white shorts. Said <laughs> uh, it led to confusion. It's like, mate, just no. Just just take one for a bloke who never pulled on the Guernsey. He's got a fucking big opinion about it. Ah, oh, well, it's what he's paid to do. Have opinions. Is he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a journo. Literally his job, yeah. Yeah. Um, back to our opinions. <laughs> yeah. I thought Collingwood were um, very, very aggressive at the start. And yep. that's what got out to a full, full, uh, a good start, four goal lead at the start. But it cost some injuries. Um, you yeah. had. Dugowie. Uh, Dugowie went down. Uh, who was the other one that was out in the first? It was someone else. Well, I can't remember, but they're a test anyway. But it still shows that, I don't know, maybe there are still a few little little weaknesses in that team with uh, injuries, and there might not be as full a squad as what they're being purported to Yeah, I think be. that's pretty accurate. They've yeah. had a pretty rough injury run, well, again, for a decade. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, they've sent uh, Elliot over, uh, sorry, Dugowie, Dugowie over, over to, to Germany. Germany. To see uh, healing Hans yeah. for the uh, calf blood uh, surgery or something. Well, I mean, they've got the bank to do it. Why wouldn't you? Try everything. Yeah. Try yeah. and get him back because um, it, 
this win isn't enough for them. Obviously, they they want to go on to the big one, um, and like gee, he's their best player when he's up and running. Yeah. So you, you do everything to try and get him back. Well, the the weird part for me and Frank Costa mentioned it as well to not play Stanley when uh, you're playing against the best ruckman in the league. Yeah. It's a weird, it's yeah. a weird call. Well, it, it is very weird too because I heard uh, one of the assistant coaches, and I think it was Corey Enright, but I could be wrong, um, on uh, the radio beforehand, and he said, "Yeah, we've looked at the radar, and we decided that it's going to be a bit wet, so we'll play." Was it Jordan? No, it wasn't Murdoch. It was, um, oh god, <coughs> Menengola. They played uh, yep. Menengola instead of Stanley because they right. thought you know it's going to rain, but everyone else went. We've seen the radar too, and there's no rain coming yeah. tonight. Yeah, so. If your reason is, you know, what we're going to lose the ruck anyway, let's get another midfielder out there, then say it. But why? I know Jane Bunn fucked him over. I, why lie? <laughs> like, I don't get it. I know, but, well, maybe they fucked up. The funny part is that um, since then, uh, they Geelong were chasing Todd Goldstein, and then they sort of cooled off on him, and he was ready to sign a three-year deal with North. You reckon they've heated up since? They have. They've thrown an extra 200 grand at him. Good on him. Good per on him. season. Old, uh, it's going to be hard for Goldie to say no. Don't know, no, right? Six hundred grand? Fuck! That's really te- like he'll be expelled from his yeshiva if he knocks back six hundred grand. But I mean, at his age too, you go, well, he's thirty-one. Like I mean, shit, he should take it. I don't want to see him go, but that's yeah. that's good money with a long contract. Fucking yeah. go, lad. Um, I thought the field kicking of Collingwood was the best I've seen from them all year. Um, there was plenty of times where you know they get the ball across half back, and Jeremy Howe was an absolute monster. Mm, yeah. Um, Ge- Geelong were giving up that little 30 metre pass and Collingwood yeah. said fair enough take it Yeah, we'll take three of them that equals 90 metres a game of inches yeah. or centimetres or, or metres yeah. or metres yeah sure we'll go with that one um, but yeah Collingwood just they played their style of game and obviously it is unfair that Geelong are playing at GmbH Stadium but I don't care it's not my team yeah, um, yeah but you still got to be able to win at the MCG you still, if you're a better team you still should beat yeah. Collingwood at the MCG you hear that so often though like uh, you get teams like West Coast is famous for it complain all the time about having to travel to the MCG and then complain about not having enough games at the MCG yeah yeah. it's like well we can't move the MCG to you lads but at the same time like everyone starts the year knowing that's what's going to happen so yeah. Yeah. stop fucking complaining about it and there are plenty of teams that play less games I think North had one game at the G this year yeah, yeah I think so. it might have been two um, but could have been three well, for the finals. Anyway, but the, the the point is, you know that's where the grand final is going to be. It's, yeah, like it's no surprises. Got a plan. You can argue about it, and even Geelong whinging about playing not playing at GMBH Stadium. It's a shit stadium. Like, yeah, I wouldn't want to play there anyway. No. See, I don't quite like it. It's kind of it's got its own idiosyncrasies. Yeah, but it's it's the narrowest stadium going around. So it's yeah. that's just because there's a road on one side. <laughs> so <laughs> put a road through it. That's what I do. It is funny that. Players have to get off a bus on the straight, <laughs> just <laughs> go into the back of the uh, the the grandstand kind of thing. Um, but uh, Geelong did waste a lot of opportunities, um, very gettable ones too. Um, that uh, once Collingwood got off, got in front. Now Collingwood didn't score in the last quarter, but they were just hanging on. But yeah, they didn't have to. They yeah, put the cue in the rack. Definitely injuries. It definitely looked like they were playing. Although no, no, we'll hold everything up from here. Thanks. Yeah. Well, with yeah, concerns of yeah, a couple of injury concerns on the bench, and you're up. You just want to consult, not not risk uh, losing that lead yeah. when you know that it's going to be very hard to get momentum back, especially against Geelong, who got got enough talent there to be able to push you out for four quarters. Well, I think it was uh, Jackie Stewart, his F one 
sort of saying was your perfect race is where you win by a centimetre because yeah. it means you've taken the least life out of the engine and yeah. uh, you've still managed to get the full points. That seems to be what Collingwood did. They played smart. They're yeah. like, look, we, we just need to win. We don't need to smash them. We're not yeah. trying to beat them next week as well. We just need to win this match and come out with minimal injuries. Mm. They had more injuries than they'd want, but it could have been worse. I mean, if Grundy went down, they'd, they'd be fucked. Now, this is great for me watching as well because I've already seen Essendon get flogged the night before and then Geelong sort of shoot themselves in the foot. I mean, that was a great couple of days for a Hawthorne yeah. supporter without a team in the fight. Um, I did see, uh, actually, last week, I don't know if I mentioned this, uh, the Hawthorne website um, actually had, uh, you know, well, we're not playing finals, so if you have to pick a second team, here's your options. And it had each team and the pros and cons. And, yep. you know, West Coast pros, well, Simpson, you know, he coached at uh, Hawthorne for a little while. Cons, well, they've already won one, and, you know, we've got three in this decade, blah, blah, blah. Essendon, nah. <laughs> no pros not, I'm not even going to make a case for these blokes Geelong see Essendon <laughs> well done team well done yeah, um, yeah. alright on to the Bulldogs and the Giants now this is one I definitely got wrong life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if AI could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like, what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. Did not see it coming. Yeah, um... We talked ourselves into the Bulldogs because uh, they were coming in the form side, uh, yeah. looking looking a million bucks. But geez, fuck, they got uh, outdone on every line, including the uh, coach's box. Um, it was only inaccuracy early on that uh, kept the Bulldogs in it um, because in, in the first quarter uh, you could see it like it was a uh, yeah. a Giants game, and at quarter time they should have been five or six goals up. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, yeah. maybe they've missed their chance, but they just kept coming. They just were so uh, just. Always belligerent towards towards Bulldogs, they just had no fear, and they just made yeah. sure that Bulldogs knew they were under pressure the entire time. And any little sort of um, hint of a, a fight back, a resurgence, was always quelled. And also, you know, they put a few tackles on him, make him feel it. Well, they, a free kick. They played the tag on Bond as well, and uh, rubbed his face in it, literally. Oh, absolutely! They made a point of going after Bond and Pelly. Yeah, and um, the the one we alluded to earlier with Green. Yeah, that should have got a week. Should two. You know what? I was um, on Sunday when the uh, MRO report came in, and they went straight to the tribunal. I thought, "Wow, this is going to shut a lot of the um, conspiracy theorists up." That you know they want they need GWS to get there, and the mm. AFL's on their side. And I thought that's a really good decision to send it straight to the tribunal. If you saw something, you send it. And I didn't yeah. see it watching the game. Yeah. Um, then he got off, and his defence was sorry. What's that? Yeah, is that what it was? He got well, the maximum well, fine. He got the fine. He didn't get right. off. I shouldn't say that, but. He got a fine. Yeah, for repeatedly putting his hand in Bontempelli's face yeah. and 
pushing his face on the ground, like banging his head in the ground. It was yeah. so, it wasn't uh, violent, I would say. There'd be no Whoa. injury, Whoa. but it's still. Uh, it, it's not what you do, and it's if that happened in regional footy, I'd expect that yeah. bloke to get four weeks. So, do you reckon they let him off for his good record? <laughs> well, that's the thing, too. Seventeen guilty pleas. How many matches has he been suspended totally? I think not that many. I I, I want to say it was like eight. It was, it was on the I saw it on the news before I came, but it was twenty five grand's worth of fines all up. Hmm. It's uh, yeah, it's it's puzzling. I thought, and after watching the replays, I thought, all right, this would be interesting. Um, didn't take him long either. No, and when he came out, it just seemed like he couldn't give a fuck either that he's like yeah no i'm really sorry uh yeah i'm looking forward to it. and that and then someone asked you know so uh do you think we'll start playing a bit cleaner now or go back to your old style he's like oh yeah true and that and just left yeah <laughs> so sorry means you're not going to do it again and uh, i'm pretty sure you are yeah. anyways yeah. um yeah i'm very very surprised he got away that one yeah I, he's a brilliant player but, uh, but this he's is, a complete <laughs> yeah of course he's um he'd be your favorite player if he's at your club no, he's gone beyond that point. Like, think- yeah, I'd still fucking hate him. Yeah. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. yeah, I think, like, I, I do love the players who uh, push the envelope, and especially the players who do the sneaky veteran shit. <laughs> but just gouging <laughs> someone's eyes is uh, not sneaky veteran shit. Is he uh, 100 games off trying to get away with those kind of things as well? Oh, I think he's 100 games and a flag off. <laughs> you need a flag to do the sneaky veteran stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need to be at least uh, in the hunt for a brown light at one stage. Fair enough. Yeah, I think that's like your last game kind of thing. Almost, almost <laughs> Alistair Lynch style. Alistair Lynch style, yeah. That's, that's where you can get away with that sort of shit. Yeah. Or people are like, ah, oh, his last game. He's just a can. He never knows that. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, Libertore, uh, both of them were in the stands going, oh, I could have fucking done that. <laughs> <laughs> do it properly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but th- this was uh, GWS at their best uh, as well. I mean, w- that slick ball mu- movement, they had um, options on every line. You know, everybody was a threat. Um, Lockie Whitfield on either side of the body, just yeah. absolutely gorgeous sometimes. Yeah. And they even got in their own way a fair bit. I remember seeing, um, was it Himmelberg, I think, decided he wanted to remonstrate with someone and they had a shot on goal that got uh, reversed. Yes, yes. And I was like, you dumb fuck, you are not the enforcer there. Get the fuck out. You've got Mumford on the list for a reason. Yeah. That's exactly. That's he's not doing a lot like. else. Um, Although he did pretty good in there, so much so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He did his job. Uh, Tim English, he pushed him around, um, which is what he's there to do. But, well, he's got 30 kilos on him. Yeah. You, you do feel that this is the one where, you know, Tim English, second year in the system, and Mumford, 14 years in, this is the one that um, they'll replay when English is, you know, competing for yeah. Australian in five or six years ago. Remember remember when he was that lad? Yeah, get on, get on the sausages. <laughs> and now he's, he's you know, going to be an absolute monster in a few years. Um, I mean, the, the kind of good news for... Bulldogs out of this one was Norton didn't do his ACL, um, no, right. and I say kind of good news because it mean, still means he's going to be out for three three months, but means he can probably play round one next year. Mm, it yeah. didn't look good when he went down. Lids has done his everything again. Done his he's calf for poor lad in, yeah, in yeah. traditional style, which is a real shame because mm. obviously you know he's there is a chance he could have played the Tigers one more time. Yeah, the chance could play in a flag. Uh, yeah, as well he's going to be out of that too. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, I just see him go off. Yeah, you just oh Jesus Christ! You know what's happened to you. Yeah, I thought it was a bit rough. The medicos got to chat him off. <laughs> the medicos didn't know. <laughs> he, oh, who did he say? He said uh, Matty Suckling um, was the, the only bloke that knew. Right. Um, because uh, he asked him, he goes, "Mate, you all right?" He goes, oh, "I think I've done it." He goes, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> so Matty Suckling knew that he did it um, in the second quarter or something, but yeah. um, oh, it didn't make a difference to the game, obviously. No, that's it. It was just a mascot for the rest of the game. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I th- obviously that's his 
career done, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. Yeah. Um, he even said so himself. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see who comes in for him. Well, I'm, I'm hoping uh, Isaac coming. Yeah, he um, was uh, omitted for this match, but yeah. uh, he could definitely come back in. Well, that's it. They've still got a few um, back in the sheds that are doing all right. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Johnny Patton's going to come in, though. But uh, yeah. anyway. <laughs> well, God, he's not in. Oh, if, he, if they need him in Melbourne, he's they're already set. <laughs> yeah, I think he's, <laughs> he's already moving his gear in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't, oh, have, doesn't have like guns anymore. I left it in the city. Yeah. All right. And the final one uh, the Lions and the Tigers on Saturday night. Um, I I do think the scoreline is slightly misleading on this because the Brisbane shot themselves in the foot. Eight seventeen. Yeah, that's bad footy. That was just terrible, not being able to capitalise in the first sec- first and second quarter, or the first quarter and half of the second quarter, where they just missed missed easy shots they should have got. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this was a game of the last lines of defence, where obviously yep. you've got uh, Rewalt Lynch. Um, they're two timber two tall players that yeah. require a lot of coverage and they sacrificed basically the last line by putting players in front of the leading patterns so yep. that they couldn't take marks which just allowed our small forward to just run through and kick yeah. goals from the goal square which mm. is basically where we scored most of the goals from yeah I can say not many goals get outside 30 metres and you got Dusty in thrown in there as well where you've got that's just too many hill for the opposition to cover I think that was a great move actually by uh, Hardwick because Dusty was getting beaten in yeah. the middle yeah. um, you know I was watching the game with the old man who's a massive Tiger supporter and we're saying Dusty's he's not getting his hands on the ball yeah. um, so let's push him forward let's make him play one on one out of there um, and he kicked six in yeah. the end and could have kicked seven wasn't their best player on the ground no, I don't think so either. Um, uh, obviously, they big adjustment with Koch in the second quarter as yep. well of uh, finding his way to get the ball and do so, a little bit of hard underwork as well, which we were missing a little bit. Um, but obviously, Presti Presti is basically one of the players that takes care of that. But he was yeah. getting held very well. And, and obviously, Shatter. Yeah, I'm going to say Shane Edwards was the one. He was the one um, making the play. Yep. Um, and once the handballs started to hit targets, they were just too slick. Yeah, and you see the how the handballs just set up our, our running style. Yep. We just always had one man loose. And yeah, continued to put the pressure on them on the rebound where they couldn't make a mistake and that just forces more pressure on them. And, and yeah, the turnover started coming and we just ran away with it. I think Grimes had a bunch of intercept marks too. At, at, half, did, yeah. at half time, I thought the best player for each side was, you know, in the back lines. Grimes was yeah. uh, the best yeah. player for uh, the, the Tigers and yeah. Hodge was the best player for um, Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, I thought Hodge had a, a really decent game as well. Um, and I thought Caddy basically has reinvented himself as a true flanker. Like he can play yeah. forward flank or back flank, and he dominated that position and really set up, uh, set up either a running forward or stop their their basically their congested uh, one out, get them get into the forward line real yep. quick. Loves a goal too. Yeah, exactly. And Jack Graham, I thought, was one of the most underrated players for us. Um, one thing that really stood out was how massive his core strength is. Yep. I think there was one point where well, it was we were innocuous part of the play where he was sort of tripping over. It was the it was a dead ball with a bone of the throw or something, and he was sort of off balance. And Zorko went to came to push him, and he couldn't move him. Yeah, and and yeah. Graham was off balance and just wrestled him to the ground. I was like, "Holy fuck! That's he, actually a lot of core strength to be able to do that to Zorko." He's deceptive in his size. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Because I, you know, in my head before the game, I, I had him as a small forward. Yeah, and then you watch him go. You know what? He's a bit bigger than I thought. Um, you could do with picking up a little bit more toe, but you know that's all right. Yeah, he definitely did his job. And, I mean, Brisbane obviously could have got a little momentum in that first quarter, but oh, I ten, feel like they were going to struggle to run out that match with yeah. um, the Tigers' efficiency. Ten scoring shots to three in the first quarter, yeah. and you go up up by 12 points. Yeah. yeah. It's not good enough. No. A, a lot of players seemed off, too. Mitch Robertson, I thought, uh, he looked like he was 
going to do something, but every single time seemed to struggle. And he had a bit of a, a injury scare too. Uh, he's done his he's hammy done tendon, his hammy, yeah. Uh, the tendon. Um, gone year, I think. Which is, I, I think he's gone. Yeah, um, you can even see it when he did it too. It was late in the game. He's gone. Yeah. Oh fuck! <laughs> it was just resignation. But I thought he was the one, one of them who put in a bit of effort. Yeah, um, and there were times where you go, you know, what? He, he could be the spark that yeah. they need, but then somebody down forward fucked it up. Yep. and yeah. you got to say, Eric Hipwood was one of the uh, worst yeah. culprits up forward. Yeah, mm. um, I, I haven't got his stats off the top of my head, but uh, let's have a look. Seven touches, four marks, um, not much at all. Not good enough. I thought Christensen played all right for the, for um, the Lions. Yep, he was dangerous. He was, yeah, he was dangerous. But he's actually, you know, he was a bit more of a forward thinker. Like, he was smart with when he's using the ball, not giving the first option that puts them under pressure, but yeah. figuring got, out his way through traffic. When you've got him and Charlie Cameron in the forward line, mm. geez, that's good. And you've got a, a massive, tall, full forward too in uh, Oscar McInerney. Oh, yeah, yeah or the, you know, if he's resting down there, or um, uh, McStay as well, who took yeah. some nice mm. marks. But um, Cameron has now got a bunny. Uh, sorry, he is Grimes' bunny. Yep. That's twice he, yeah. he's done him now. Yeah. And there was a few times here where Cameron actually got the ball, and he, I remember when he burnt Christensen. Yeah. Um, because he thought, you know, I've got to put some scoreboard pressure on, mm-hmm. um, and it was the wrong, it was the wrong option, quite, quite clearly. Yeah, he just had him rattled. Yeah. yeah, he didn't have any free space or time, and yeah, really struggled to get into the game. And Grimes just, he's got, got such good ability to position himself yep. where the ball's going to land and yeah. affect it. And you got to say too, Grimes he copped a fine. Yeah. Um, for staging, I I like that. That's now the standard. Yeah. Set. So yeah, there's been. A yep. couple of people in the last uh, few rounds that have been done for that kind of staging. Yeah, I don't agree it was the worst stage ever. No. Like Ling, Ling did. And my favourite part about the, this entire match was just listening to how fucking disappointed the <laughs> entire commentary box was when we started giving a hide. And, Honestly. Like, just sheer... Oh, it was, it was glorious. I felt flattered. The thing I hated most about this game, though, was the commentary. It was the absolute worst combination. Well, see, that's the problem with finals is they get rid of the Fox Sports ones. Yeah. Uh, Fox footy. So yep. you've only got Channel 7. I just... I actually quite like Ling as a bloke, but I just want to sit him down and say, brilliant. It is brilliant. <laughs> not brilliant, brilliant. Bru- brilliant. I want to sit him down That's and brilliant. say, yeah, your commentary, it's not brilliant. <laughs> Let's <laughs> be honest, it's not. It's um, it's pretty fucking ordinary. Yeah, but for this game, like, it was just the, the shit that's in their voice was, they couldn't even hide it. Um, and I loved it. It was fucking shit house. Here you go. Yeah, all right, fuck it. Sorry about those uh, difficulties there with the audio. We'll just power on through. Um, but yeah, like, obviously they were winning the first half, Brisbane. It wasn't sure on the scoreboard, but I knew they were fucked when yeah. um, Dimmer inserted Richo into their, their change rooms <laughs> at halftime. That is a Putin-level move. Yeah, well done, isn't, it? isn't I mean, it? Who would allow that? I, I couldn't believe it when I saw him in there. I'm like, who, what, how did this get okayed? Like, that's not ever a good idea for an opposing <laughs> club to have Richo in there. It's not a good idea for the Richmond to have Richo in. Yeah, there. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is a double-edged sword. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you could see like you, they were on top. They were well on top in the first yeah, half. Yeah. But you could see Richmond are going to have their turn, and they're not going to be as wasteful. Um, yeah. And that's why it turned out. Now I think Richmond are quite uh, fairly um, favourites for the flag. Um, it's uh, it's going to be tough to beat. Yep, and it makes the the interesting question of. Again, having the week off before the final start, play one game and have it all week off, whether that works very well because it was Collingwood we would have gone up against last year. We got pumped. Yep. So I'm really interested to see how Collingwood go now. They need a week off for yeah. some injury rehabilitation, but I want to see how the performance performance goes. Yeah. They come back against you know the, the pointy end. It's going to be very interesting uh, next week because you do feel like Collingwood have just limped to the end of the line, but yeah. they're in a prelim. Yeah. Mind you, Brisbane came in with a clean sheet. They were the yeah. only... Uh, yeah only team to come into the final series without injury and mm. 
hasn't really uh, played out for them in this match. Well, I mean, they've, they've lost one game and, yeah, yeah. you know, through inaccuracy. And now they've lost uh, Mitch Robinson, who's been a bit of a heart and soul player for them as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It really doesn't do much. If they do get to the final, though, it doesn't give them much confidence if Richmond's in there. No, no. It's going to be to get over. You only need to beat them once. This is true. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, everyone can have their day. Um, all right, so now that we've covered the four games, do I know Josh's favourite part is talking about trades. Is there any trade news you want to catch us up before we do the next ones? Oh, mate, there's thousands of thousands. Like, every team is apparently having 60 players on the list. Yeah. Um, the, Not the, the Crows. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, the, apparently Matt Crouch is going to every team that his brother isn't. What so. a whore. Whore himself around that disgraceful. It's just weird that two brothers playing together in the same team have decided, no, nah, we're leaving, and fuck you, I'm uh, not playing with you anymore either. It's not often when brothers get to a team that one of them ends up leaving. I mean, it yeah. has happened. Obviously, Rockers did it, um, but usually once they get together, that they stay together. Yeah, but usually mm. it's not their choice. Yeah, that too. I think the Wakeland twins did it as well. They split up after they were together on the one side. Yep. Um, yeah, they did. Uh, but anyway... Um, what about uh, Higgins? Has Higgins signed on yet? Uh, all but, apparently. All but. Because I was watching a few North Melbourne supporters, and I think they were approaching it very differently than they usually do. And they're like, you know what? If he goes, fair enough. If he stays, yeah, good. So it was very much win-win either way. Well, it is. And Higgins is probably going to win the best player of the year for North, even though he missed about six games. What's the middle called? Do you know? Um, I do. The Sid Barker. Sid Barker, there you Sid go. Barker, yeah. right. Uh, I had to think for a second. There. Yeah, I had to too. I, I, know, I know this. I know this. Uh, Cunnington might take it out, but it'll be between him and Higgins. Yeah. Um, losing Higgins won't hurt them so much because like, he's better than anyone coming through, but he, the person coming through needs that time. Yeah. Um, he's, having, he's the best ball user at the club, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. But having guys like uh, Simpkin, LDU, uh, Scott, and... Uh, Thomas take up that role instead will it'll hurt the team in the short term but yeah. realistically next year is not a final uh, yeah, season exactly, yeah. so play the long game yeah you take that and Higgins you know who's to say next year isn't his last year anyway yeah so if he gets uh, two year like he's got a two year contract at North at the moment in front of him and I think he's got a two year offer from Geelong and it's realistic to think that Geelong might be you know going for a flag again next year considering they're still in the finals now mm. yeah and I wouldn't blame him at all um that it, it's a call you have to make yeah and it makes sense either way really. yeah exactly um Goldstein's a big one obviously with Geelong throwing an extra 200 grand a season at him which when your price goes up that dramatically <laughs> you fucking sign that shit yeah yeah you, you should your career. Because, especially when you know he came to a bit of form late in the season yeah um the other one that everyone's talking about is obviously Burgoyne uh with the GC offering him three years yeah um, and the fact that he hasn't signed with Hawthorne yet tells you that he's probably gone. Mm. Um, I mean, he'd be the only player to make 400 matches who played for more than one squad. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, uh, be three, obviously, if, if he gets there. But mm. again, I'm a bit the same as with Higgins and stuff like that. You go, he deserves another year. If somebody else is willing to offer him three at 36 or 37, whatever he is, yeah. take it, champ. You know, oh, yeah. it's too good. Um, you know, and uh, knowing the way Clarkson works too, he's probably put a good word in for him so he can get the extra yeah. up there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's got big coaching aspirations or anything, but they'll definitely use him in some off-field role. He's too good to leave the game, you know? Mm. Yeah, we say that with a lot of players, and some of them just go, no, I'm not, not playing anymore, and yeah. uh, my, my days are done. They they tend to also sometimes just disappear. Yeah, yeah, some of them do. And that's their call to make. Um, that's fine. And mind you, a coach, uh, as they say, is 
going to be sacked or has been sacked. Those are the two options you've got. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. There's not many that, uh, that don't. So maybe they don't want to have that hold on top of them. Maybe he just wants to start eating KFC again. <laughs> <laughs> Fried food, burgers, chips. I don't know. You never know. All right. We'll go to the semi-final round um, of footy. Uh, starts on Friday night. Geelong are hosting the Eagles at the MCG. <laughs> I just feel like saying yeah. that. So Geelong home match. Geelong home game. Yeah. Um, uh, do you think the AFL just went, nah, fuck them. Well, I think so the G. I think they've already got sixty thousand sold. So mm. we've spoken about this many times, but you know, home ground, not home ground. I'm all for more people at the game, the better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it's going to be predominantly Geelong supporters anyway. So you've got yeah. an extra twenty thousand of Geelong supporters there. Yeah, suck it up. Uh, winner plays Richmond next week at the same ground on the same night. Yep. yep. Um, just stay. Like, I think- if West Coast win, just stay. Stay in the hotel. I think Geelong will get get up on this one. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they've been beaten down too many times. They've got some talent there. Um, yeah, I feel like this is going to be where they actually go the next step. I think it'll be interesting to see if Chris Scott doubles down and goes, yep. no, Stanley's still out. Still out. And Nick Nat comes in and goes, thank fuck for that. I'm going to well, tear this shit apart. I, I think you've... I Surely he can't. I mean, all power to him he if he does. He's a stubborn bastard. Yeah. Is he? You reckon? <laughs> yep, yep. Um They've got to do something. Uh, you know, oh, one thing that we didn't mention in the Collingwood game that I want to do was um, Maynard playing on Ablett. He ran yep. off Ablett every chance he got. Yep. You know, Ablett can be such a dangerous weapon, but... Yeah, um, no, he's cooked, he's done. But if the Eagles play Lewis Jetta on Ablett, yeah. he's not going to keep up with him. No. He's definitely not going to chase him. And Lewis Jetta has become one of the best ball users um, mm. for, the, for the Eagles down back as well. I... I, I I'm trying to think of a reason not to tip the Eagles, but they just look like they're running on top of the ground at the minute. I think it's meant to rain as well. That's what's uh, getting me across the line. It's com- confirmed my pick. Yeah, I, I don't know. I still think that helps the Eagles more than uh, more than Geelong. They're both big-bodied teams, yeah. aren't they? Well, when you think about it, like, you put McGovern on Hawkins, probably? No, no, Schofield. Schofield, you reckon? All right, then who do you put on Darling and Kennedy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to have to play... Like, if they play a Ruckman, then they can have Blisslavs down back because he's their best backman. Oh, yeah. um, or, you know, Harry Taylor's going to have to fill in. Um, they've got another couple of younger lads or do they bring Lockie Henderson back in and, and then, you know, for um, at the expense of another small player? But, um, you know, they need um, more from Selwood. Um, they need Dangerfield to play his absolute best um, and Ablett just make them worry him so that whoever's playing on Ablett can't run off uh, like he did last week. And they're big men too. Aren't too bad below their knees. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kennedy especially. Yeah, and um, even Nick Nat, like for a massive lumbering yeah. bloke. Mm, yeah. Well, just his run last week, though, that's what surprised me. Yeah. I couldn't believe he had that pace in him. Yeah, that no, was good to watch. Especially coming back from an injury after so long. Um, so, uh, Brenton, you think Geelong, Josh? Uh, I'm on West Coast. West Coast? Yeah, I think West Coast as well. Um, and Saturday night, we've got uh, the Brisbane Lions are hosting GWS. Um, wow it's, what a tough it's game one, yeah. to after we've seen the best of GWS last week Brisbane I don't think can play that badly again no they do match up perfectly with each other though isn't both it? teams yeah like, everything one team does the other team does just as well if not better and you could argue it'll be decided just on who's on well we've got the All-Australian centre-half forward and the All-Australian centre-half back I think so. I think Harris Andrews is sent out back. The position on the uh, Australian team is always a bit man, yeah, yeah, dodgy. Exactly. I think he actually was named the back pocket. Either way. And um, the government yeah. sent half back from memory. All, mm. all Australian, um, regardless. Yeah. And probably, uh, I hope they play on each other because it would be a great matchup, but um, they'll probably spend a bit of time running off each other, to be honest. Yeah. 
Um, um, yeah, so I reckon that Brisbane will do it. I think they'll bounce back at home, um, put a big score on the board and probably pump GWS. I think Mumford's probably one of the few that can stand shoulder to shoulder with Stefan Martin. Yeah, uh, that's a great matchup. But um, I like Stefan um, around the ground more oh, than more than Mummy. At the but, but I think GWS don't expect that from Mummy. They yeah. they expect him just to stand and deliver. Yeah, and they've got the team around him to do that. Um, I think the mids on both sides are brilliant, but I think they're slightly better in GWS. Yeah, uh, at least in potential, they don't always fire at once. And with Toby Green getting off, I think that's just, the fix is in. Um, it's going to be 40 free kicks to three. And like we said, it's a good game to win this one because Collingwood uh, got injury troubles yeah. um, and you get to play him at the G the following week. Yeah. And I feel like GWS won't be worried about being outnumbered in the crowd because they're used to it. Yeah. 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 They'll be yep. like, to have a crowd. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, fuck. What are you doing? It'll be a sellout again um, Saturday night at, mm-hmm. uh, at the Gabba. So who we got? Yeah, I want GWS. Brenton? Brisbane. Oh, um, yeah, I'd like to see Brisbane win one final. I think uh, it, it'd be uh, it'd be good for them. Um, and then either of these two teams against Collingwood next week is another 50-50 call, yeah, I exactly. reckon. And that, that'll be the, the pick of the next weekend. Mm-hmm. See, no one here is a massive fan of Collingwood. I think Essendon's become the worst-hated uh, team oh, yeah, since. Yeah. But is it better not liking Collingwood for them to make a grand final and lose it again <laughs> or yeah. not make it? Um, only because I, out of the teams left, um, GWS or Brisbane are the two I'd like to see one of them win it. Um, so in that respect, yeah. then fuck Collingwood. Yeah, uh, Essendon's already out, so yeah, exactly. Collingwood's next on the hit list. <laughs> yeah. All right, that'll do us for this week. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Right, peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.